What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raised Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round with me, Matt Burrill. Uh, today, we have got a really cool episode uh, with our boy, a new face in town uh, who's been playing our events, our Rage Rowdy events over at Live Oak Music Row, and a guy that uh, we really believe in. We've been doing a lot of these newer folks getting on the podcast so then years from now you can be like oh shit they were on the, the outside they were on outside the round or they were on tales from the front row or whatever and within our podcast network we've got our good buddy mr caleb lathrop with us uh yes, caleb how you doing dude i'm doing good man what'd you get and do this weekend oh what'd i do this weekend uh play some golf play some golf and have some riding sessions and uh kind of the normal day-to-day thing as a independent artist (laughs) how long have you been living here in town so i moved here i moved here right during covid so like right so i played college baseball back home in oregon and then i at a juco and then i got um an offer to play here at cumberland in lebanon and i played a pitcher there and i got to do one year during covid and started the spring ball and um then i hurt i hurt my arm my ucl and i had to kind of let that go and I was like, man, what am, what am I going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I always loved music. Like, I grew up around my uh, great-grandpa, and he he had this little band, like, in our county, and they used to play everywhere. So I I kind of grew up with music in my family, but, like, yeah. never really – that was never, like, the idea. I was always sports. So it was, like, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, you name it. All year round I was doing something. What was your What was your out pitch? What was your – your, I don't know, dude. What it, was what, what were, were you? I, how I hard? A, how were you throwing hard? Were you were you making school. that ball move or oh, what? That's that was my biggest thing. I, my ball can move. Like, okay, it, it was. I had a lot of sink on my fastball. I had a lot of drop on my changeup. I had a, I had a really kind of like a mix of a Clayton Kershaw with a sweep to it. Curve. Yeah. So it was. Uh, that was probably my go-to pit. My go my out pitch. Is yeah. My yeah I grew up a bit. I'm a big baseball fan right now, and it's a weird. Weird time for me because the Yankees on paper look so fucking good, <laughs> yeah. but without Aaron Judge, we're we're in we're in last place for like the first time in my lifetime, and we're still like <clears throat> as it sits right now, like six or seven games over five hundred, yeah. and we're in last place because the yeah. division's so fucking good. But I grew up I grew up around baseball because like my great grandpa like played with the um, in the Brooklyn Dodgers organization, really? and then my pop pop on my dad's side was a um, he played in the uh, Little League World Series for the state of Maine. 
umped for like a, a bunch of years, coached like Babe Ruth ball, like Legion ball. He's in like the main, like the state of Maine has their own like baseball hall of fame. Yeah. He's like a fixture in that hall of fame. So I always wanted to be a good player. I just wasn't, I was, <laughs> I just wasn't, but I, I love, love the sport, love the game. What position I, were you? I was, I was wherever they could find a spot for me. I was that kid that wasn't really good. <laughs> like coach, really... I'll play left out, dude. Come dude, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, dude. I, um, I loved it. And, um, but I remember like my, you talk about like those, those sweeping curves and shit. Yeah. My, um, my nana used to always get mad at my pop pop, but he would do it, and he'd have me get down like a catcher. And this was him in his fifties, sixties, and he would throw. It was a tennis ball, thankfully, but he would throw a curve. <laughs> he would throw it, be like, "I'm gonna make this thing curve, and it's gonna hit you right between the eyes. Don't move your hand." And sure enough, when I was a little, when I was a little guy, probably like six, seven years old, eight years old, he would he would drop the curve, and it, the tennis ball hit me right in the fucking <laughs> right in the crown of my nose, dude. And there's some there's something special about that game of baseball, and there's a lot of parallels to folks that play baseball. Baseball within Definitely. country music. I mean, you're a West Coast guy. You're, you're a Pacific <coughs> North. You're a Pacific Northwest Pacific guy. Northwest. So it's a little different than West Coast. But if you go down, go down the, go down the road a little bit in the California. Yeah, you look, SoCal and yeah, all that. Yeah, you look at a guy like Brett Young. Brett Young, people don't realize he was drafted by back in the day it was the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yeah, and he was a pitcher. He was at Fresno State, and um, he had everything going for him. And then his arm gave out, and he decided to pick up a guitar and start covering Gavin DeGraw songs and then start writing his own and look at where his career is, man. And exactly. you look at guys, guys like Wallen and, and Ernest and, <clears throat> yep. and Jameson Rogers and so many, um, and, uh, Adam Doliak. There's so many guys that come up as baseball guys. And it's like, wouldn't Al Dean one too? Al Dean was one. I mean, I feel like, so, especially I feel like, in I feel the like South. it's like the, it's like every, like when I moved here, Anyone I talk to, I'm like, oh, what do you what do you see? You play any sports? Like, yeah, baseball. I'm like, me too. It's yeah. <laughs> like everyone. Yeah, and it's like when you think of like they call like the they call folks like the boys of summer when they're playing baseball exactly. and stuff. And you think of summer and you think of country music, and they just kind of go kind of go hand in hand. So that has to be tough making that transition though from like your your life's work being on a diamond and putting in all those work and all those hitting lessons and all those pitching lessons and everything yeah. like that to switching up to taking guitar lessons or teaching yourself guitar and just, but it's still a grind, man. Definitely. I mean, I'm, I've never taken a guitar lesson in the sense of like an actual lesson and I've never taken a vocal lesson. I just recently started. I had a, I got connected with a, a girl named Mo. She's unbelievable. She's an amazing vocal coach and she's been for the last like week and a half. I've been working with her, but yeah, I mean, going from, going from wake, normally waking up at like six, seven in the morning, going, doing, workouts going doing that and making sure your body's right and eating healthy that's one thing i wish i would have kept is eating better <laughs> but yeah uh, going from all that and then you go into like you lose it all and you're like damn what do i do now it's like you have that kind of like aha moment you're like well i didn't really have a plan b but then like you always loved playing music and whatnot and, like i've always loved i like i never i didn't even know i could sing until yeah. like 2018 like i had i i really still to this day don't think i should be here and like in the sense of it but i'm like I think there's a reason I'm here. I think God has a plan for that. So yeah. I was like, why not? Like, why not? Why can't I do this? Yeah. What was it like going from the Pacific Northwest to Lebanon, Tennessee? Because <laughs> it was a big difference. Because, because we're, because I'm like, how, like, where you grew up? Because we have a good friend. I don't know. Do you know Mark Oriot at all? Have you Mark met him Orient. yet? Then so I, he's, I think he's a writer in town, an artist in town. He works within. He's very involved with Raised Rowdy. We have a, a new segment we're doing called the called the DGens, and it's <coughs> some of our buddies like it's Mark Oria, Brian Fraser, Ryan Nelson, Jadis, and Eli Locke, and they're they're talented writers. They're doing the artist thing, but they're like 
comedy guys too. Yeah. But Mark is from Oregon, and I always thought of Oregon as being like the Ducks and the Beavers and and Portland and this and that. But then Mark's like, bro, we, I grew up on a I grew up on a farm. I used to we used to go go hunting in the fall, go hunting in the spring, do this, do that. Love to smoke some herb, like doing all the, <laughs> all that. And I was like, oh shit, like the Pacific Northwest. And I mean, it stretches over into, into Idaho. It stretches oh, yeah. over into, into big sky country too. Yep. So coming from like that, that small town, <clears throat> rural Pacific Northwest stuff to the rural South. Yeah. They're pretty fucking it's different. A, it's a pretty big change. Like people call like, I don't want to bash on anyone here about any of that, but like people call like, they're like, oh, these mountains. I'm like, those are like hit like rolling hills <laughs> yeah well that's just it. i look at tennessee as like having having rolling hills and stuff it, it, yeah that's, yeah it's not i mean you have like the smoky mountains and stuff that are a little bit east where, where appalachia is but yeah the west coast the the mountain ranges and it's does it really rain that fucking much like do you think it rains more out there or rains more here because it rains a lot in nashville <clears throat> okay so i i actually it's funny you say that because i was just talking to my buddy who came from back home and we're talking about that and like it rains a lot like more often there but in the sense of like actual rainfall, it I don't know the statistics, but it feels like when it rains here, like Luke Combs said it best, when it <laughs> rains, it pours. Yes. Like it rains here. And I've never seen that kind of a rain. Like at home, like it'll rain, but it's like the ass end of the rain here, like when it's just lightly kind of fading out, that's what it's like more often there. So it's like it'll rain for like six hours, eight hours, but it's like you maybe get like two, three inches of rain, like rainfall. And then here in five minutes, you'll get five inches of rainfall. And I'm like, it's like not even comparable, but it's like, I see what, what people are like, I wonder where it rains more. And I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, that's how, that's how I felt coming from New York. Like it was, we didn't have the humidity. What's it like up there? I mean, we'll get, we get four seasons. Like we get, we like, I used to make money shoveling my neighbor's driveways oh, yeah. like with, with snow and, and the leaves changing a lot in the fall. It's just not as humid. The humidity down here is fucking brutal you don't have that as much no we don't hardly have any humidity you don't have that at all yeah i don't think we i mean maybe like one two percent i don't yeah. know but like i've always loved humidity just from like being a kid we used to go to hawaii once in a while and and i loved the humidity as a kid like when we got there i'm like because you know when you get out when you're a kid and you get out of the airport and you're like you feel the the humidity hit you and you don't you've never felt it before and you're like oh and then you like your mind takes you like this is what hawaii feels like yeah and then like i came down here i'm like I like this feeling. So it's yeah. like, it was really easy for me to come down here in that sense. Cause I, I mean, I like the heat and I definitely do love the winters. And that's one thing I do miss is like, I miss snowboarding and, and doing all the fun stuff we did back like in the winter, but yeah, just casually taking family vacations to yeah. Hawaii. That feels like that. That's a big West coast thing. I that's mean, a very West coast. Thing. It's way closer for yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. It's a West coast. I mean, thing. I was blessed. I mean, I grew up with my, I grew up with my grandparents, but I mean, I was very, very blessed with how I was raised and, and everyone in my family is always trying to do something right for me and help me out. And it's like I was unbelievably blessed of how I was raised up. How close were you, like, like distance-wise, like same town as your grandparents and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. so I was – I'm originally – I'm from Elgin, Oregon, which is a really, really small town. I graduated with 28 people. Um, everyone knew everyone. Like, if you did if, – if you, if you had a breakup, the entire county and the county next to us – would know it within an hour. Wow. Like, I mean, it was like wildfire. Like, even their parents knew. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you break up with a girl, you go drive to the next county over and go to like to get food or something, and they're like, oh, you guys broke up? And you're like, how did you even know this? <laughs> like I just texted her 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like I grew up very close to my grandparents, and yeah. I was lucky enough to have great-grandparents like you talked about. Yep. I was lucky enough to have both sets of great-grandparents on my mom's side and then my, my dad's parents um, very involved in my life. But like my family all came from the same like suburb in New York, like outside of New York. My dad came from Maine, but my mom's side like grew up in like 30 minutes outside, 30 miles or whatever outside of New York City. And it was cool because like I had they got to have those times that like we had a family business and like my grandparents growing up were never more than four or five miles away. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time and I didn't do like the, the cliche country stuff, like going fishing with my grandpa or doing things like that. But I got to have a lot of time with them and it's, it is a special, it's a very special thing. It's a very special thing. Are your your grandparents still around? Yep. So my great grandma actually just passed away in this, this December. And I grew up with my great grandparents and my grandparents like this, like, kind of at the same time like my mom had me at a really young age and my dad uh also was a young age and uh it was just like they thought it was the best fit for me because I mean when you're that young I, I could not even imagine even at my age right now 23 like imagine having a kid right now raising a kid bro, like where I'm at bro I'm at 28 and it, it'd be tough yeah. to imagine having a newborn pop out yeah I mean my mom had me while she was in high school and okay. like I went to like graduation stuff and wow like, I was like I, I was kind of like the cool kid when I was like a baby before I even got to high school and then I turned out that that was my only cool moment <laughs> so I was like kind of a loser yeah I wouldn't say I was like a no. loser but it was like like I definitely it was it was cool, but I'm talking like I remember it. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember being I remember all the stories. I was wearing I, that pair of huggies. Yeah, and I, had I, my had those, I had those Jordans on, you know, with the light ups on them. You know, yeah. But no, it was it was cool. I um I was really I'm still still really close with everyone in my family. Like there was never been black, bad blood. Yeah. In that sense of anything, and they just thought it was best that I like was raised up with somebody who was able to raise somebody right now, and then like I got to see him every other day and whatnot and yeah like my dad i think my dad still lived there while i was um like a kid and whatnot because he was going to college and uh and yeah now we're 23 years down the line yeah how how was their reaction to you wanting to move across the country to two time zones over because for me it was like i'm a 14 hour drive away two and a half hour flight and and one luckily, hour time zone. Yeah, one out, one one time zone over. And I have family in East Tennessee, so like I grew up coming down to this region quite a bit. Not quite Middle Tennessee, but the the eastern side, like near the Virginia border. And my family was they were they were very supportive. But when I first left, that it was, was a question tough. you asked me. That was a question you asked me. I forgot what you were. It asking. was it was tough. Like what's the because family is a huge thing for you. I can tell like the, the Lathrop family is is very tight. Very tight. I can I can tell that just from talking to you right now. Like what? What's the reaction to? Okay, guys, they, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move to to Nashville to one play baseball and then two. I'm gonna stay here and try this music thing. Something that I you guys didn't know about <laughs> me growing up and stuff. Yeah, like I never even sang during like like I was saying. I'm gonna get to back to. They, they were very supportive one, and yeah. then I'll get back to that. But like I, like I said, I didn't know I could really sing or anything until like 2018. Like I started, I was working this construction job with. Uh, with a buddy of mine, Chris Bathke, and he, he, I was like, just got out of my freshman year of college at a JUCO, and I'm like, dude, I don't know where I'm going to work, because I was living in Portland at that time, and uh, and he's like, oh, man, no, I got this job, and my uncle, I think it was, was working there, and so we talked to the boss, and um, 
I was like, hey, come on over and and get a job interview and did that and got hired and got worked there that summer, worked there I think two to three summers and then but my point is in twenty eighteen I was working there and I uh was driving a haul truck and I was just like so bored out of my mind that I didn't know what to do. So I was like I always loved singing and whatnot. So I was like I'm going to try to write a song. So I was in the hall truck, wrote my very first song without a guitar, without um, any, like, instrumental playing, anything. I would just, just off the, the top the of my head. The power of the notes section in the iPhone. Swear, dude. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever, like, if you look through my notes right now, there's at least probably 2,000, like, song ideas and probably a hundred plus songs. Yeah, the power, the power of the phone, man. I mean, I keep so much stuff so many things in my notes that's how i know what who's playing what round that's how i know yeah. like my business plans within raise rowdy like different things like goals like there's there's so much power to to writing shit down and Dude. luckily we don't have to write it down in a pen on a on a piece of paper to yeah. where we could fucking lose it because i know i would lose it. i used to i lose shit all the time wow. so to have it in the phone is is great yeah and so when i finished when i finished that uh when I finished the uh, song, I'm like, oh, this is such a good song. You know, when you get like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, dude, this song is going to be a number one. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, don't even know, really. And I'm like, wait, I got to go back and get my guitar and see what the chords are for this and started messing around with that. And and then I got, I showed my buddies on my baseball team and they're like, dude, that's pretty cool. And then I like, obviously looking back, it's terrible. But like, and I went to a guitar center with my buddy and we were just looking at guitars and some guy came in, and this is how, this is how the whole music thing, thing started, right? So I was playing baseball, did all that, went to a guitar center, started messing around looking at guitars. My buddy was there, and I was showing him, because he hadn't heard it yet, and I showed him the song, and this guy heard me. Like, I was in, like, the acoustic room where the door shut and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> and the guy, I don't, can't remember his name, but a guy came in and was like, can I, can I record this and, like, post this? I'm like, sure. So I re- played it again. He recorded it, posted it on Facebook, and... I mean, it's not really blowing up in the sense of it, but back then that was a lot to me. So it was like it had like eight thousand shares, and like something something big for me. And I'm like, holy yeah. cow! And then like I have all these people like back home. They're like, I didn't know you could sing. Blah 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 blah. And this, and I'm like, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, so that's where like everything really started. I'm like, maybe I can maybe I can do music. And then like because I was still during baseball, and I was like, but I'm like, I'll I'll just do it for fun, whatever, just kind of like a bonfire gig or something, you know, and then got down here, hurt my arm and all that happened. I told, so I told them when I was coming down here, that's what you were asking me. So I was like, Hey, one, I like music. And I knew that I wanted to pick a college to go to after Juco that was like towards music. And I'm like somewhere in Tennessee for sure, because I've always loved like, um, like the South and I've only been down here a couple of times. Like I went to Florida when I was a kid, a couple of times to Disney world. And then, um, I think where was the other place I went? It was like Arizona. I mean, that's not really technically. It's the Southwest. Yeah, yeah. It's the South for a West Coast. Yeah, guy. but I mean, like the East South and like like you know like the Southern South. Yeah. Like when you think of that, I don't think of like Arizona and like the South of no, that. Like, Scottsdale yeah. might as well be. It's all it's all my kind of. Yeah, that's yeah, right in New yeah York. exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, when I told them that, they're like, I mean, go ahead, do it. They're ever they've always been very supportive and like they'll back me on anything I do. Like if I told, this is how awesome that my family is. Like if I told them like, Hey, I'm starting this like worm company and I promise you it's going to work out. They'd be like, I believe you a hundred percent. And I'm like, 
and it's never gonna work out. But they'll they'll be right there behind my back always. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's that's what I've a similar situation to me growing up. Cause I've my family had a we had a family business, and it was a um, Culligan, It was a water company. It was called Culligan Water, and it, we had like a franchise of it or whatever. And like growing up in New York, like there's like the the common jobs. Everybody goes into the city and. A lot of people do the Wall Street thing or work for work for the town or do this or do that. And I was working in I was working in radio, which is completely fucking out there. Is out there is like what I'm doing now with, yeah. with Razor Rowdy and, and what I did going on tour with people. But my family always always had my back, you know, and they they it wasn't the normal nine to five thing, but they always always supported me and yeah. and stuff like that. And I definitely wouldn't be down here if it weren't for them. So hundred percent. That's cool. That's cool to hear that, man. Um being in Oregon and like being out in the Pacific Northwest, you get all you get all kinds of different music tastes too. Because I mean, 100%. you you look back in like the '90s and the and the 2000s, like the rock shit, and it's like the big thing that come out of Seattle. I mean, you had you had Mariners baseball with Griffey, think yep. about one of the greatest of all time. Favorite player, um, him and Ichiro, my favorite players. Oh, well. I, I can see why. I remember Ichiro. I went to my family was actually on vacation in East Tennessee, and then but I stayed I stayed home. And I was, it was me and my grandma going back to the grandparents thing. And I remember I was in like the first, I was in first grade, I think first or second grade. I think it was first grade because that was when each row came in. Oh one. Right. Yep. Uh, I think it was Oh one or Oh two. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. So I remember each year it was one of, it was the Mariners first year. It was each row's first series in New York. And this was before Matt Suey had come to the Yankees. Yeah. So New York, huge Asian population. Not quite like Seattle, but still very large Asian population. It was at the old Yankee Stadium. And my grandma, huge Yankees fan. And I remember going to the Yankee game with her. Um, just That's me, awesome. just me, just me and grandma going and watching watching each other. And we were in right field. And the amount of of just people the spectacle that was the the fucking the fucking buzz of just Ichiro and yeah. just how big he was for the game of baseball exactly. worldwide. <clears throat> it was so cool to watch. Kind of like what Shohei's doing right now, dude. It's insane. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, it's great for the great for the game. Yeah. Are you still like a, you still keep up with I, baseball and everything? Every day. Every day. So baseball, man. basketball. I mean, baseball. Like I was gonna go play basketball before baseball. Oh, really? Yeah. I was okay. gonna. I was gonna go play basketball in Hawaii, Hawaii Pacific, but I didn't get a scholarship that I wanted, so I I went for baseball instead. No but shit. basketball. I mean, it was always a toss up. I've always told like, oh, you can't play basketball. You're too short. Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah. Well, I can still shoot. I can. And shoot. I can still dribble and I can still pass. And I and I and just I just because like, just because I'm short yeah. doesn't mean that that won't yeah. work. Yeah, and I will give every. Effort I can on defense, 100%. which is a huge 100%. thing, and so many guys don't play defense anymore. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Damian Lillard? Oh, because you're a big Trailblazers fan, yeah. and I know how important the Blazers are to the city of Portland. Being the one, I mean, you have the Timber too, the soccer team, yeah. but like, I know how important the Blazers are to the state of Oregon. Oh, yeah. Being the one pro team. I mean, I'm I, what I want to happen, or what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to go to Miami. Yeah. I definitely think he's going to Miami, but. I want. I think it would be super cool if he uh, if he joined the Celtics. I I don't know what it but is. But you think he's definitely out of Portland? I, he's definitely out of Portland, 100%. which is a shame because it's you a think shame. Of but like all those teams that they've had over the last ten years, they've they've been so competitive, but just couldn't get past the the hump. Warriors. You can't get past them right there. Like the, war they, the Warriors yeah. in the last the same amount of time that he had all those great teams. Yeah. 
Who's beating the Warriors, really? Yeah. And, like, even, and even before the Warriors got really going, you had the tail end of the Spurs dynasty. Yep. You had, you you had, had the, the Heat. You had, and the, well, even the, just on the Western Conference, you had the fucking Lakers. Like, you had some teams, the Clippers. Like, you had, it was, it was tough. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, yeah. Yeah. Phoenix is going to be. Phoenix is going to be so fucking good. <laughs> They're already so fucking good. And fucking Denver just proved, I mean, Jokic is just a fucking force. And basketball is fun, man. And that's something I, I know we there's the Grizzlies down the road in Memphis. And they're a whole fucking cluster. I got to go to one of those games. They're a whole clusterfuck with, with the John Morant stuff. But, like, it'd be cool if Nashville. What would, I, you, would, pre- so, would you prefer? That, you prefer that a baseball team? I, I, it, I think it would be better for the city. Just in the sense of because <clears throat> we already have the sounds, right? And, like. I don't know who, like, it would be tough to have a basketball team here. In this, I mean, it would be very awesome to have one. I would love that. But I think it, for the general census, if we had an MLB team here, I think it would be, like, top tier. It would make it more of a destination, and it would make it, like, which kind of sucks for the locals. It yeah. definitely well, sucks. Well, we are, we are a tourist town. Yeah. We, we are. But and I feel like it would be awesome. Like, imagine, imagine like – because aren't they taking down the football stadium? So they're rebuilding that. That's about to have a whole retractable roof, get a huge facelift. Yeah, I've seen what it looked like, but are they going to move? Like, is the new location going to be different, or is it going to be it's right in the same I spot? I think it's going to be, like, right right in that same spot. So then how are they going to have a season? They're going to – or it's going to be, like, maybe right next to it. I, I was going to say, because I feel like they're going to have to build the new one, like, somewhere close to it. But yeah. imagine, like, if, if that – that place right there is taken down, right? And then the football play, uh, stadium's in a new place. And that is where the baseball field is. And you're looking over kind of like, like PNC at, yep. at Pittsburgh. Imagine that view with the, the Batman building. Oh, dude, it'd be so sick. That would be one of it – would, it would for sure be one of the best, like, outlooks. I, in my opinion, I think PNC in Pittsburgh is one of the prettiest views yeah. of, of the background. Yeah, it's on, it's on my bucket list. And with Ray's Rowdy being originally started by Nikki T in Pittsburgh, yeah. we've been planning a, a voyage to go up there. And up I'm there. like, Nikki, I know that the pirate like they're that you have your thoughts on the pirates because they've they've started out really good when you were a kid because Nikki's in his forties. <coughs> and the pirates back in the day had fucking Bobby Bonilla, they had fucking Barry Bonds, they had they were the, the late 80s, early 90s Pirates were fucking incredible. But ever since then, they've been so bad. They're pretty good this year, and they signed Brian Reynolds to a long-term deal, which is cool. But I was like, dude, if we go to Pittsburgh, and then it's during baseball season, we have to time have to it again. with a Bucks game. And I have to be, I have to sit behind home plate and be able to look, like, somewhere in the upper deck, whatever, and just have that view of the city with the three rivers right there. It's unbelievable. Make sure you go to an evening game, not a day game. I mean, it's still cool, but, like, when the lights go on and everything, yeah. and then, because the, they have this one build, I don't remember what it was, because I went, I went to a game there last year and it was beautiful. How many parks have you been to? Oh, she's probably been to not, quite a few. Not, not really. I don't think that many. I mean, I've been to I've been to uh, Safeco, but now it's T-Mobile. It's all, it'll always be Safeco. It'll, it'll always be Safeco. It'll always be Safeco. Same with same with the the Lakers. It's always going to be Staples. Yeah, always. But um, so I've went to Safeco, T-Mobile. I've went to PNC. I've went to. Is that it? It might be, but I've went to like I've went to the Arizona spring training games. Oh, I've that, went to spring training has to be a lot. It's of so fun. much. Fun. I've, I have family that's gone down to Florida like a lot for the. I got a the great crazy league. story about my first time going to spring training. Really, that I remember ca- back in the Cactus League. Yeah, so like I, we went down there. I think it was actually 2017 or 2018. Whenever Cody Bellinger was just getting called up, that his rookie year, wow. right? Listen, listen to this though. Okay. So I was, we were there. 
for spring break during the spring training and me, I'm I'm always that kid who goes out there, hey, can I get a ball, whatever, like and always trying to Shoot find a way shot. to get a ball. Shoot exactly. Shot, always. Kid. Yeah. And I went down there and it was after the game and I watched the the Dodgers. They were playing, I think, I don't know, San Diego maybe yeah. or somebody, but it was like not all the main players were playing because it's spring training. But this kid named Cody Bellinger that I had no idea, no one really knew who he was yet. There was this uh, – I was like, hey, can I get a ball down there? Because I seen one that had, like, some kind of writing on it. I'm like, that was my ball. I dropped it. You know, kind of being a liar. But uh, <laughs> I'm like, can I get that ball? I dropped it. And the guy, some guy – it didn't even have a name. Like, dude didn't have a name, just number, like, 46 or something. He's like, toss it up. I looked at it and it said, Cody Bellinger's first hit. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy, <laughs> right? And it has a date and everything on it. And we get back and we just – we start watching that, that year of baseball and Cody just goes off. Yeah. And I'm like – I got his ball, dude. And I, I tried DMing him. I'm like, hey, I got your first ball if you want it. Like, he has never, never, never seen it. But, like, I yeah. have his first technical, I believe it's his first technical big league hit that was in spring training. Okay, well, Cody Bellinger, uh, we yeah, will tag Cody. you in this clip. And uh, if you want this ball, hit up our boy, Caleb Lathrop. Yeah. And um, we can work something <laughs> out. Maybe a jersey exchange or something. Yeah, I don't know. Something. something. Dude, they're talking about him going to the Yankees, potentially. We are very in on him because we are struggling right now. Yeah. We're still – that's the thing. I'm fucking <clears throat> spoiled, bro. We have a winning record, and it's like the world is falling down in New York. And, it, and he's a, one of the better lefty hitters in the last 10 years. And his dad, Clay Bellinger, was like the ultimate utility guy. Dude played like seven different positions yeah. all over the field in the Yankees dynasty in the late 90s, early 2000s. It's be really cool for Cody Bellinger to be a Yankee. But if you want that ball, hit up our boy Caleb for sure. Definitely. Um, but um, I've been to, as far as as far as ballparks, like I've been to obviously old Yankee Stadium, new Yankee Stadium, but for the old one. I like it when the building shakes a little bit. And there's just some energy about it. Went to Shea Stadium. It was a fucking dump. City Field's supposed to be nice. I haven't been there yet. That, that could be the New York Yankees fan of me talking shit about the Mets. I don't like them. Um, I've been to Baltimore. Baltimore is My fuck- buddy's got to go there. And he, they're, they're like, it was so awesome. It is the nicest of those stadiums that were built in the 90s, bro. It is, it is still fucking nice. I don't like that fucking wall they literally built it i think because the yankees were hitting so many home runs there and they pushed that wall 25 30 feet back and jacked <laughs> it up in the air city of baltimore is a shithole but like but the but the and it's no shout knowledge out, that's out, no baltimore. knowledge we're, we're all we're all we're all northeastern mid-atlantic trash you know new york philly um, boston baltimore dc we're all we're all we could all talk shit to each other because we're all the fucking same um i've been to um minnesota oh I've uh, never. Even, I don't field. think I've been to the state of Minnesota. Yeah, I went out there when uh, when when I was on the road with Trey uh, with Trey Lewis. Uh, we were doing the. It was one of the first dates of the uh, of the Kid Rock tour, and we had the time during the day, so we went to it. And I gotta say, I mean, it was beautiful stadium, Target Field. It's cool. I was they saying, had that's when they up. had the new one, right? Yeah, Target they built that in eleven. Yeah, they built that in eleven. So that was this was last year that we went and. Um, it was it was cool, but the fans are just so not into it. It's just the really? Midwest are so fucking nice and quiet. I'm sitting there heckling because I'm mean, it's against and it's funny enough, it's against the Mariners. It's twins Mariners. Um our buddy um Terry uh Terry Adams, who was playing in Trey's band at the time, big Mariners <laughs> fan from Alabama, but a big Mariners fan. So we were like, fuck it, let's go to the game. Yankee or um Twins Mariners. And I was rooting hard for the Mariners. I was yelling my ass off at Carlos Correa. Being a <laughs> being a Yankees fan and all these twins fans, nobody would tell me to shut up. 
I was literally we had tickets for the upper deck and we worked our way down all the way to like the field level. Oh, nobody, nobody cares. That's there. always a fun. And thing we were to do. And we were there, and I was just yelling at Carlos Correa, yelling at Carlos Correa and Gary Sanchez. Um, those were the guys I was heckling. But also I've been there, and then we went to was the second game ever at um, Globe Life in Arlington. Really? It was in 2021. So COVID was still a thing. But remember, they were still yeah. do, they were doing the full capacity mm-hmm. tickets and everything. We were there for that second game um, that the, of, of the park's existence. That's so and awesome. And we sat like right behind the field and stuff. And that place was like, damn. That's how I'm thinking. The um, That's how it must feel when the roof's closed at Safeco. I've never – it was always open. Because I've, I've – it's, it's, it's like they – I feel like sometimes they they like close it. For not like they shouldn't have closed it. Yeah. I'm like, why home are you closing field, home it? Field it, man? Make it feel like the kingdom a little bit, you yeah. know? Give it that kind of vibe. But Globe Life was uh, really cool. But I'm, that's why I'm excited to see the Titans have this this new stadium. Super. Excited. And you know what? With it being a fucking super stadium and it being a fucking um, and it being like enclosed and everything and much more and a lot more seats and everything, they're gonna be able to do like Nashville's gonna be in the running to have a Super Bowl. I hope Nashville, so. no, we like we are. That's part of why they're doing it. Nashville's gonna be. We could have fucking WrestleMania. We could have fucking the Final Four. We could have. Oh yeah. A bigger level bowl game. We could do like big international soccer friendlies. You could do all kinds of shit by having a stadium of that size. So yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. I love that you're in the sports because that's my thing. I wanted to I wanted to be on ESPN when I was a kid. Like that's, that's all I've ever wanted. Like as a little kid, I wanted to be in the Little League World Series. I always wanted to do all those. Like, yeah, like yeah. See, I wanted to be the guy talking. Uh, like the commentator oh, or like really? on Sports Center, like Stuart Scott and like Mike Green, like Mike and Mike and like all that shit. Like, and then I transitioned into the country music stuff when I was in college and I grew up listening to the country and doing all that stuff. But it's cool to see those kind of parallels. So you've been in town now. You said you moved here. Was it 2020 or 2020? 2020. So it's been three years now, right? Or coming up on three years? Yeah, somewhere right in there. Somewhere right in there. I'm trying to think if it was the 19 fall into 20. Like no, was, no, 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 no. It, it was a fall of 20. It was a fall. It was August of 2020. That's August of 2020. Because I remember we came in for fall ball at, uh, at Cumberland, and we had to do fall ball and then went into that winter and whatnot. And so, yeah. And then I hurt myself yeah. the spring of 21. How many guys are chewing on a Southern Juco baseball team? Um, well, Juco was back in Oregon. Okay, so this was different. Even in Oregon, yes. It was like – what actually, the funniest part is our team, our Juco team, we had – I mean, you know those huge dumpsters, like the the round, like the the tubs, the tubs of yeah, yeah, stokers. We had like seven of those full of Zen, empty Zen pouches. Zen, Zen. Okay, I'm, all, a, I'm a Zen, I'm a Zen guy right no, now. I like Zens. I just recently, because I was, I've been a damn nicotine tobacco <laughs> fiend for a long fucking time. It's like dangerous, dude. since college. Like my first, I remember my first dip <clears throat> was um, was uh, with Skull Mint. And I tried to be a Billy Badass and fill my whole bottom pad. You're like, I'm great, dude. I tried, oh, I tried to fill my whole bottom lip up, and I wasn't spitting enough. And oh. I got sick when I was I was DDing. I wasn't even drunk. I was DDing my boy and his girl and his suit, now fiance. Shout out to Matt Cummings and Grayson Coda. Um, it was right after we graduated high school. Right, it was two weeks before I was go- we were going off to college, like that summer of, summer of 2013. And I just, I, I yacked. I act. It was <laughs> skull mint pouches, bro, and that's that's, that's what Matt McElwain dips. He's a, he's a mint guy. I think he probably just you can see he's got the little coke oh, yeah. bottle right there. Oh yeah. Um, 
But I've recently gotten to the Zins because I dipped for a long time. We used to go through tubs of Stokers all the time in school in the dorm room, bro. And then um, I was, for a long time, I was like a pack and a half, two packs a day of, of Diet Marlboros, Marlboro Lights. And now I'm doing the Zin thing, and it's like, I got I got one in right now. Yeah. It, and I don't, I don't, I, don't mm-hmm. I gut it. Like, I don't spit oh, I, it. Dude, I can't. There's, I See, mean, I my buddies it. do that, and I'm like, I don't know how you do well, it. Like, I, I couldn't gut dip. I knew guys that could gut Cope LC. Oh, yeah. I knew guys that were cutting, that were that were gutting fine cut, bro. Yeah. Like, fuck that. No. But the Zins, and then I know guys, what do you, do you, are you uh, three milligrams or six? Six. Six. Do you ever do two sixes? I, I've done four before. You've done four? Yeah. You've done 24 milligrams to the face? <laughs> Because I, I was like, I was like, because I used to vape all the time. Like, yeah, I did that too. What were, you, like, what were you vape? Were you one of those douches with the fucking big coil? No, things? no, 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 no. I wasn't one of those douches. Was, I was, <laughs> dude. I was trying to low. Like, I would rather low. Like, I was always like low key. Like, I didn't like people saying that I did it, but it was like, because I never did, dude. I didn't do anything in high school. No, I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't drink. I didn't have like, like. I think the most I had in high school was one beer, and I faked being drunk. And yeah. I'm I still here to this day. So if y'all are hearing that, this is your little <laughs> shout out that I still get made fun of for acting drunk. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was I was because I was like, there's no point. I was so focused on sports and everything that I was like, I don't want to ever ruin the opportunity that I have because I'm already at a disadvantage with my height. I'm already at dis- disadvantage because I'm from a really small town. I need everything that I can to go towards this. So I was like, I never did anything. And then the first day, the very first day I moved into JUCO. I got drunk with my roommate because he's like, hey, try this. This is Drake's whiskey or some shit. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> I've never had it. He's like, we're going we're gonna to start off real slow. We're going to have like three drinks, and we're going to see how you're feeling. Dude, after a drink and a half, I'm like, <laughs> just messed up. And I'm like, yeah, now I know what it's like being drunk. And I was definitely not drunk when I said I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was on, and it's funny now because I just celebrated seven years of sobriety from alcohol. I like, have, that's, I have, I, I've stopped drinking too. Yeah. It's, how, how long? How long? It's, I mean, I used to, dude, it was bad. Like from that day, it was like, and then, so it went from, it went from, <clears throat> I didn't really drink that fr- freshman year that much. Like it was once in a while, like on the weekends, like because baseball and whatnot. But yeah. like, I, uh, Sorry, mom. But um, <laughs> it was like it got bad. Like it got really bad when like I lost two of my best friends uh, in 2020, and I didn't really have anything to like lean on or go towards in yeah. a sense because like no one really knows what to do when you do that. Like when that yeah. happens, so it's like I got it was really bad, and it was like I'm beyond blessed that I've like not in that anymore. And so like I stopped. I the first time I ever stopped like it because it used to be like. A fifth or a half a fifth, like a day. Yeah, like, that's where I, that's where I was. It at. was bad. I was, like, and I, I was, was like, yeah. and I could, I didn't even puke, and I was like, I was like, this is not good. Like, I should not be in, be able to do this and still function and yeah. not puke. Like, this is bad. Yeah. And like, so I stopped for a month, and that was like six months ago, what, half a year ago, whatever. And then I drank a little more, and then like New Year's, like I started getting like sick, like hangovers the next day like where i because i never used to get like hangovers and like i used to started getting like sick and puking like every time i drank after that and i was like okay i don't even want to do this anymore so then like i i don't think i've drank in like a couple weeks month somewhere in there like i just i'd rather not like yeah. it's like yeah it's fun for however long but then yeah. you're like the next day you're like 
yeah. one down and depressed and because it, it's alcohol is a depressant and it's like i'd rather not i'd rather just wake up happy and like go be productive and go do something 100 percent, yeah dude yeah but it was funny because like you talk about not not drinking and not doing stuff in high school I was on a thing called Varsity Athletes Against Substance Abuse, and I was the guy that would go to. I was, <laughs> I was the, I was the, I was the damn captain of it my senior year. I was the first kid on the football team to to be on this in this club, and we'd go to the elementary schools in our district and go to the middle school and tell kids why they shouldn't be drinking, Don't smoking, drink. chewing, all that. And then now I've got a I've got a damn date on my arm of when I had to quit drinking because I was a damn alcoholic. Like it's it's wild how that shit works. Dude. You know, it's it's. It's crazy and like, but I, I get, I feel you with the not doing the stuff in, in high school because it was, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to let, I didn't want to let those that were believing in me down. Exactly. And I did, exactly. I felt like I had too much to lose by doing it and <clears> stuff. <throat> so you talk about losing friends in 2020. Is that where, is that where, um, where heaven came from? That's where or, heaven down here came from. Yep. So and that song I got to say, by the way, and I wanted to start off the episode with it, but I kind of, kind of forgot to do it at the beginning. Um, Nashville this past Friday. I don't know if you, did you know Sam at all? Sam Johnson? I, I'm not personally. Not personally. So Sam was a big part of our like Ray's Rowdy family and played our rounds tons of times and really tight with a lot of the artists that, that we do a lot of stuff with. And he passed on Friday, had a seizure unexpectedly and everything. And, that was I was listening. I always like to listen when I have when we have musical acts on this on this program. I always like to listen to the songs on my way over here to be like I'm gonna just freshen up, you know. Yeah. And I listened to that one, and I was like, "Damn, this this hits hard right now." So writing that that song and the creation of that song, I got to say, somebody like that's helping me. That's helping a lot of the guys and girls in our circle right now because we we wish that we wish that heaven was down here and that we had Sam and. I can feel the the realness of you writing about your your buddies that had passed. Like it, it, music's so fucking powerful, bro. It's so powerful. It's cool. So you had just started doing music. You you didn't have a super musical background. You'd always listen to it and always kind of sang along to the radio and sang with your buddies and shit like that. <clears throat> but was that the one of the first ones that you had kind of put out and and written? So the very first song that I ever put out was Buzz On. Yeah. And listen to that one too. <laughs> my buddy and my buddy, uh, I met him on TikTok. So I used to go on TikTok live all the time. And I like that's how I kind of gained a lot of my followers and whatnot on TikTok. And I met a guy named his name's Dipper and he, he do you know oh, Dipper? Bro. Dude. Bro. Dipper is let's legit. I am looking forward to this conversation, but let's um let's touch on Dipper for for a second. He's a killer. So Nikki T, shout out to to Nikki T. Um, he, him and I will always send people back and forth to each other and I always bet he be was like, sending Dipper all bro, the time. bro, cause he used to work at Big Loud. I know. Dude, and that's Big, like, and, that, that and, was, me and, me and Dipper and were talking about that. That was our dream to get and there. That is his, that is like when you, when you listen to, when you listen to, to Dipper and you listen <clears> to his vibe and listen to all that, you're like, he's singing the same shit that the, like a very similar stylistic in his own way and in, in his in his, because he's a he's a Northwest guy too, right? No, he's a he's from Texas. Oh, he's from Texas. That's yeah. what it is. I knew he was from somewhere west of here. Yeah. Um, but doing it in in his own way, to where it's it's not cookie cutter, it's not imitating anyone else, but it's stylistically similar to what guys like Earn, what Morgan yeah. are putting out. Similar to what guys like the Block Brothers, what John Byron, what Jordan Dawsey, our friend from down under, what they're Love writing. Jordan Dawsey. Dipper is very similar to to that. Yeah. And it's, he's, a lot of people are slipping, or slipping, are sleeping on 
are on on Dipper right yeah. now. And is he in town full time? No, he. I, not that I know of. He's. I think he's still in Texas, but uh, I think he just signed with somebody. Really? I'm pretty sure. If if I'm not mistaken, like it was like we're talking about it, and he signed something. I don't okay. know what it was. Whether it was a pub deal, whether it was a record or deal, management, I think, or something. I think it was. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a record deal, but I don't. Want I hope it. so. Good. Me too, because he he deserves it. Him, so he's, how how did you get connected with him? Was it just, just over the TikTok. internet? TikTok. We were just on TikTok Live, and like I was just joining people and whatnot, and we started messing around. And he pulled up this song. He started playing this song that I remember I heard that he like did a little thing of it. I'm like, oh, you're the kid who did this song. I'm like, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, love that song. And like, you, we should write. And he's like, oh, dude, so down. And then we wrote Buzz on. Literally, the first song we ever wrote together was Buzz on. Over and then, like in person? Over, no, over. Um, over FaceTime. Wow. And we were just messing around, like, um, just started playing little fun stuff because I love Ernest. Like, he's – him, Ernest, Hardy, and Morgan are, like, for sure – they have to be everyone's in the sense of, like, coming up right now, like, their favorite writing style. Yeah. Just because it's, like, so – it's, like, unique and different. Like, everyone, like, that's how you have to do it to make it. So, yeah. like – I we always like we loved locals only the uh his that's album. my favorite dude, thing too. Like, I love the western stuff that he's doing I love but, it too love but it too but I, like but that is a vibe dude local locals only like sugar and all those songs off that dude. record and I love the the Grand Theft Auto kind of music yes, video dude, with the sugar. music video to that that so fired me cool. up such a that such a cool such a cool vibe and it makes sense hearing hearing buzzing like <clears> it is it is of that kind of style yeah. it was like because we're like. We didn't. I didn't know I was gonna release it. I didn't know anything. And now Dipper's releasing it too. His version of it too. Oh no shit! Yeah, it's. I think it's supposed to come out July. It's coming out end of the month. Yeah, he I, he posts about it all the time. I gotta let me look. Dipper. No shit. And I love his name. I love that. I love that his name I, is yeah. fucking. His name is Mason. Yeah, but I love that. He I know. Goes, but he I goes love that he has Dipper. a stage name, <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, Dipper. I know a Dipper oh, too. I know. I know. I know there's a there's a Dipper behind the camera over there, Matt McElwain. Yeah. He's a Dipper. He's it a, comes he's, out. What does it say? That's cool to have a second version of of that yeah, song. It's crazy because it's like completely re- releasing the song next. Buzz on. I think he's gonna say it on here. Oh, it, dude, dude nice. And, hold on. I think it'll say it's it like the end. lyrics. That's a cool vibe, dude. He's like hippie shit. He because he loves like. Yeah. I didn't say, but oh, I think it's July. It's <laughs> okay. coming out in July. But um, he, because he, anytime we talk about stuff, he loves like the like young Keith Urban, like that vibe and like that cool. Like he he likes like mixing that stuff in, and I think it's awesome. Yeah. So it's like it, for sure, like you were saying, like it's definitely like his own type of like uniqueness with like what's still cool right now. Yeah. And it's uh, such a cool vibe. That's but, awesome. So yeah, we wrote that one. That was our the first song I ever put out, and then next was uh, a song called Every Time. And um, <clears throat> it's funny because I wrote Buzz On with Dipper. Every time I wrote with my good buddy Caleb Mills, Alec Taylor. I think that might be it. I think that was it for that one. Then Heaven Down Here was Caleb uh, Mills, Alec Taylor, Sean Dunbar, and Ethan Wynn and me. No shit. And yeah. And Caleb Mills is a is a name that um, we know Alabama. because he's an Alabama guy. And, he's and great, great me kid. being from New York, I'm an honorary Alabamian, roll roll eagle or whatever. You know, <laughs> like he makes both of them. Um, Caleb's a, a kid that I mean, and that's the cool part about Nashville and the cool part about this this songwriting country music thing is 
You're a small town kid from the Pacific Northwest. <clears throat> Caleb's a small town kid from the Deep South. Yeah. Dipper's a small town kid from Texas. Like, and you're getting to to meet these people and share these experiences and bring your experiences to these other people in a in a creative space. Mm-hmm. You never would have met a guy like that. Yeah. If you hadn't if you hadn't been doing this, if you hadn't gone on TikTok, if you hadn't like all the little steps in the journey of the it, last it's few crazy. years. Crazy. It's wild because Caleb has has got some smoke in the southeast. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like the first song that we ever wrote, Beyond Blessed, it's right for now, at least for right now, I believe it's still his biggest song. The first song we wrote was is, is Survive. Have you heard no that shit. one? No shit. I think I, I had yeah. to have because I've S-U-R-V-I-V-E. seen I've seen him play full band at Live Oak because he he'll Kills do it. he'll do a lot of um the uh, Magic Hill stuff yeah. that um, Tracy Moore does, um yeah, <clears throat> dude. But but heaven down here, like it just it's it's hitting really hard right now, and then I'm sure like. Were those buddies back home or were those buddies here? Yeah, from back those? home. So I'm sure that Grew song. Up, like, one of them, his name is Brandon Howes and uh, Gage Little. So Gage was one of me and Brandon. So he was my best friend like, growing up. We were like, we always fought. So we're like literally brothers. Because I yeah. never had a brother until like recently, like a couple, I don't know how many years back. But uh, <clears throat> never grew up with a brother. So he was literally like, we were always hanging out, always doing things, always getting into trouble, always whatever. And it was like, so... When we got into high school, obviously we knew Gage before that, but, like, we grew up with him, too. But we, like, he was our, like, we looked up to him in the sense of it because he was a couple years ahead of us. And uh, he uh, he was the leader, the captain of football. He was a quarterback, Gage was, and um, an, an, a great, outstanding guy. And then 2020, he passed away in April and from a side-by-side accident. And I was back home at that point from college and went up to where he um wrecked and his I think stepbrother was with him and um and then as soon as it happened like obviously like I said things go like wildfire like everyone starts calling people and everyone starts getting phone calls and it's like first person that calls me is Brandon and he's like is this true like is is this did this really happen whatnot type of thing and I'm like yeah I'm here right now and like because I I got a phone call and then I drove right up to where it was because it was like right up on the hill behind our town like not very far like wow. ten minute drive and they were coming home and uh, uh, they lost control uh, coming down a like a dirt road but it was like it had like shale rock on it so I yeah. think it was coming down and like a tire caught and it flipped and yeah. and uh, the roll cage got him and uh, yeah. life's really short dude it's, dude, it's never... so short and you never ever ever know when something can happen and it's like ever since like that's those two things have happened it's like i i love deeper and i mean more when i say things because like you never know like i tell my i tell my best friends all the time when i hang up with them I'm like hey i love you dude like always now and yeah. like i've never I've, i don't think i've ever left a phone call from any of my really close friends that i don't say i love you yeah. because it's like you never know yeah, dude, it's and that's how that's how I felt like getting the call from my buddy, uh, our buddy Ethan Willis was the one that called Nikki T and I. We were on, we went up to um, up to uh, Ohio to for the Eric Church Muscadine and Travis Tritt show this weekend, which was which was awesome and it was a great show. But getting that call, you never like, and I, Ethan and I hadn't spoken in a, in a minute because just when life you get happened. that call from somebody you haven't talked to in forever, your heart instantly sinks, and no. especially after that, like when you get, I, I'm sure when you got that call, you're like, hmm. What does Ethan need? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what does he need? But like now, since like things have like we've, I swear our town has lost so many people in this last like four years, like really? or five years. Like, what my you, cousin, my cousin passed away. I believe he's 
my cousin in the sense of it. Like I've always called him my cousin. Yeah. But I think he I think he actually is my cousin. But um he passed away my freshman year and uh and so like that happened and then Gage and Brandon passing in 2020. What happened? What happened, what happened to Brandon? Because Brandon that's was, wild. He was on his way to work, and um, um, <clears throat> he just asked his uh, his girlfriend to marry him, like the month or like within that last month, and they were planning everything. And um, he was on his way to work. He got a call up to go to work in Washington because he was doing I don't remember what it was, it was like construction or something. And on his way to work early in the morning, and they were in this rural part in Washington, I think, and. It was like this four-way intersection, and I think what the cop said that was like the sun was in a weird place on the rising, and it's hard to see and whatnot. And he apparently like looked both ways, whatever, and then went. And there was a Silverado with a utility trailer on the back, hit him door side, and it just—I mean, he—he—he he, he was alive for passed away on the fourth. I think like three, four, five days. Like they—they they took him to the hospital. He was in that critical. It, like he was like kind of like just like. Not yeah. there. I wouldn't. I, if like, I think they could have got him, but I don't know. But yeah. like, it wouldn't have been him either way. Yeah. Like that's that's where it like, gets tough. Yeah. I it really sucks in that part because it's like, I wouldn't want to see him like that, and I bet you he wouldn't want to be like that. Like and his like, family and like all everyone. That shit. It's yeah. like it's like, that's the hardest part of everything. It's like, I, I. But the one thing I'm beyond grateful is, and I hope hope on everything that he could at least hear. I got I got to say goodbye to him. So that was like something that. And that sucked because I was on I was on the baseball field when all that happened. Like Jeez. I was on, in practice. Well, first off, I got the call. I was in class, and then I practiced later that day. And then I got a phone call and got to say bye to him while I was at practice. And I told my coach, I'm like, I if I get a phone call, I have to answer it, and I have to have my phone on me. Yeah. And he was completely understandable, and it was terrible, terrible yeah. time of life, but. But yeah, that song the song helps a lot of people, man. And that's the that's, that's the main that's, reason that's I wrote it. Songwriting is so. Such a such a big therapy for guys and girls like you that, that write them and and sing them and I'm sure every time you perform that song you you think of Gage and always, Brandon always and there's people in the crowd that are thinking about somebody that, that they've lost yeah, I, that's, dude. that's the main reason I don't like when I started this I've always I've always thought this way is like I don't care if I get big and famous I don't want to be famous yeah. I don't want to be like yeah I would love to have money in the sense of where I can do this for a living but I'm not worried about getting oh I need to get a new Porsche or a new like a new Ten million dollar material like, shit doesn't matter. It doesn't, and that's that's another thing. When you lose people, you don't like you realize like, and you look at like all the huge, crazy, rich, famous people that are like killing themselves, and it's like they're not happy. It's, they have all everything they could pos- possibly want, but there's something that they're missing. It's either faith in God in the sense of that, or it's or it's a love mem- a member, like a a girl to actually love and not there for money, or in the sense of that. It's like money can't buy happiness in the general senses of it. Yeah, it can buy. Fun times for a while, but like in the deep sense of like yourself, it, it money can't do that. Yeah. How old are you again? Twenty three. Okay, you're very wise behind you beyond <laughs> your years, bro. Well, thank you. I was not when I was twenty three and moved here, and I was bouncing on bro. I was not thinking in that mindset. Like you've and the life experiences, I'm sure, are what helps cause that. And definitely, and dude, like it's fucking. I'm happy to call you a friend, buddy. For real. I'm happy. I'm happy that I, 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 not to get off complete topic, but I. Do you even remember this? It was the first year I moved here in 21. You were, you guys were doing something at at Whiskey Jam and at Whiskey Jam or at Live Oak. You were at Whiskey Jam, but you were having. A, it was either 21 or 22, but you guys were you were hosting something there, and you. It was like 
you and a couple other people, and I came up to you, I'm like, hey, I, I like your Ray's Rowdy stuff. I was wondering if I could get a show with you guys. And you said, yeah, just email this or whatever. Yeah. And, and like, I think I forgot the email or something. Yeah, a lot but of I'm time like, went by, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, didn't even think about it. But it's funny how a full circle comes back to yeah, all that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. And, and it's, and I'm, you're one of those guys, the first time I remember really hearing you at one of our, I think it was a Rowdy was on the Was it the one where they invite, like, I subbed for yeah, Gavin? Yeah, you subbed in. Dude. And that, who, who'd you sub for? Gavin Lucas. He's a good Gavin, buddy. Yeah, and Gavin's fantastic too and we, we love him and yeah that was that that night you subbed for fucking gavin everybody came up to me and was like who's this caleb kid and i was like <laughs> i just met him tonight and, like, i and, don't know <laughs> and so what do you got going on for the rest of this year like what what's kind of the plan do you have a team in place that's kind I'm of helping you with kind shit of trying to build the team right now like i'm trying to get everything that i like i have a new song coming out that i'm i it's my favorite song in the sense of like what I wanted it to be is exactly how I wanted it. Okay. Because I have two versions of it coming yeah. out. Who you who you um, who you, you working with on the producer side? <clears throat> so on this one, I'm working. All the other ones I worked with uh, Stephen Sharp, like the ones that I have out right now. Okay. Great producer. Um, and then I'm working with his name's Gary Garris. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who that yep. is? Yeah. I, I, I don't. Kane I, Brown and all. I them. don't know him personally, but the dude is like. He's awesome. A legend. Awesome. Absolute legend. He's awesome. And I've heard just such a such a good vibe and a guy that brings out the best bring, in you he, yep, as an artist. Hundred percent. And he's a great. He because he's really good at like because I know what I like. I have a. I feel like I have a very very visionary brain and like same with that's why I like songwriting i like i love it because yeah. like, i know exactly what i want to get to but like when it comes to stuff like that i have no idea what i'm doing in that sense so i'm like telling him like hey can you make this sound sort of like this and do make it like whatever and he knows exactly what i'm talking about and i'm i don't even know what i'm saying yeah but he knows like it just it, we blend perfectly and it's like that's exactly how i wanted it and it's it came out unbelievable and i so the new song is gonna be is, is a i seen a cowboy cry is that one that i played that yeah that, uh uh, Heath was like, that's how you do it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this song is sick. So like, I'm having that slowed down version, hopefully done a little later. It's going to probably be a couple weeks, month after I released this one. And then I got this like Rocky. It's like, it, it hits. It's that version of it. Yeah. So the, that's coming out August 4th. Yeah. The, the artist producer combo is similar to like the battery mate thing. Mm -hmm. When you're, when you're on the mound or you're in the bullpen and you got your catcher yep. and they, they know what you can do. They if your know catcher what knows what your tendencies are and like knows what you like. Yeah. You dude, it's so tough to yeah. like, if you're a hitter, it's, you're gonna have a tough time. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the, with a producer knowing yep. like, this is, this is the kind of, this is the kind of production that these are the, the cadences that you want to <clears throat> sing in. This is like what you're trying to say, and on that same message, I'm thinking back. You played the the um, was it the uh, the play the hits night? Listen, yeah, it was play the hits. That's why I was like, you dude, were on play bro, the hits. I was on hits. play the Your hits first without race a hit. rowdy event was play the hits. Yeah, bro. I and was you like, were, and you were one of the and that yeah that was when Heath gave it was that the fucking, last one. Yeah, it was when, I was the last yeah. round, and I'm like, why yeah. am I here? That was when that was when Heath gave that whole speech yep. and. And rocking a hard that place was that number up, one. Yeah, dude. He was like, <laughs> fuck a 401k, you know? <laughs> dude, like, that fires they, me up. They say you can't do this shit. You can do you this. Can't, I'm dude, I'm like, I'm sitting there like it was and like Rocky, was, and, and I'm like, and, I'm ready to go yeah. in, coach. 
coach. That was the Sunday of CMA Fest yep. coming out of yeah. it. Yeah, and it was and like it was packed. Kinda. It was it was it was a big crowd, and there was that drunk lady from Michigan yep. that was just yelling while he's because we have a, we have a very good angled Ike um, Ike Everard. I don't know if you I, met yeah, him. I, he, dude, oh yeah, he's you been do working like, with, shit. That's he's right. been working with me like That's right. all the time. Ike is doing all of your content. Ike, shout out to Ike. He's, a, he's a G. I love that the again because he's a Seattle kid. Yeah. So I love that. So and he just got to go cool. back to the All Star game. Yeah, I know. And he was he Lucky said bastard. he said bro, I just met CC Sabathia. I'm like you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he's been doing a lot of this, like because we did so we just shot a a bunch of acoustic like this like five song acoustic set at um at a, uh, uh, my buddy Thomas's house and like it's such a cool vibe. It looks like like there's a pool table. There's yeah. like the the brick wall in the back like and it's like has like bottles everywhere and it's like it's like music stuff and it's, it was such a cool vibe we got a smoke machine made it look way cool nice. <laughs> and like, Hell yeah, dude. so we have like this five song thing that we're gonna get i'm gonna post it on youtube and then obviously like each song like clips of it and that's, whatnot that's smart and ike did an unbelievable job yeah dude ike we call him we call him our, our prince of content sir ike everard dude he's so good prince, the prince of content we fucking love ike yeah you gotta ask him about um you gotta ask um ask ike about um about ivan Ivan. Okay. Ask him about Ivan. Okay. Key West Ivan. Okay. <laughs> he, he's only in Key West. His name's Ivan. Um, but Is that when he starts drinking? That's, well, that's, that's Key West <laughs> Ivan. Key West <laughs> Ivan. I'm going to leave it at that for you. I, Key West Ivan. Oh, um, gosh. He's, he's the man. Um, but so you got, so when, when can we expect the new music? August 4th. Is, uh, no shit. Yep. It's real. It's coming, it's coming quick. It's coming quick. And I'm so excited about it. I feel like this song is going to be, because I got, I got a, um, I got connected really, really gratefully with, um, uh, like I said, my vocal coach, Mo, and um, she connected me with uh, one of her friends. Her name is Janet. I, I don't even want to try to pronounce her last name because I can't pronounce it. It's like F-R-O-I-O, Frio or Fro or something like that. Yeah. And she used to be a VP at, um, to my knowledge, I think this is, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure she was a VP or a vice VP or something at Atlantic and Sony. And then okay. now she's doing stuff with like NASA and also like in the, in like the Outside, distribution yeah. stuff and like, and her husband's a VP at, at Black River, uh, Rick, uh, Rick. And, okay. um, so I got connected with her and she's been doing like all this promotion stuff with my song and like, like playlist that's, stuff and like huge, Sirius man. XM stuff. And like, it's huge. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like beyond grateful for her. Like she's yeah. killing well, it. Well, it's proof that good things happen to good people and good people work with good people. Like yes. not just in the sense of, of, of talent or accolades, but just in being a good fucking person. Yeah. Like it all, it all happens, man. So dude, I'm super stoked for you. And this was, I, this was fun, man, because I, we've, we've talked and like seen each other out yeah, in town. Always. We haven't like fucking kicked it, dude. Like we, ha we, haven't, we haven't yet. Where, where in town do you live at? I live in Hermitage right now, like by the where, airport. Where in, like right by the airport? Like so right off the freeway, off of. Um, so like Hermitage Donaldson area. like Yeah, so kind. like, you know when you go past the airport, right? Oh, you yeah. You go and then exit like 221, I think, and you go up and it goes over, across. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like literally, that's literally my exit. That's, where yeah. do you live? I live over by the Walmart. Oh, so you, dude, you live like 15 minutes from me. Probably, like not even, 10 oh, minutes. Or you're by the Kroger, right? I'm like Pat, like more towards the freeway. So like, so you know the Mapco? Yeah, everybody knows that yeah. Mapco. McAway knows that Mapco. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the Mapco and then the Hardee's and then the Jack in the Box and the Walgreens. Oh, yeah. But I get my haircut right over there. Elusive Barber. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Yeah, have you, do you go in there too? I've, get... I've been in there, yeah. I also do kind of cut my own hair a little bit too. You cut your own hair? A little bit. Fuck. But, but uh. Yeah, if you go down that way, right by the so down towards Cinco, 
Cinco. Cinco, the Mexican joint right by the right by the barbershop. Love that place. Yes, Cinco's but no, great. So, Big margaritas. So let's say you're leaving Cinco and you go up to the light, right? Map yeah. goes on your right. You turn right there and go down that road and it's right there to your right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it's right. The colonnade. We, yeah. Oh, dude. Don't stalk me. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> I have um my buddy, my good buddies, um, Todd Williams used to live in there. Caleb, Caleb Conrad used to live in there. Hosts our NASCAR podcast. Dude, it's such a cool yeah, we spot. Know, yeah, dude, dude, you're literally. So you go, you go to the Rusty now. Rusty, is that the one right across? The that's thing? the bar. That's my, the bar. I went there one time to play pool with my buddy. That's the bar right behind, um, right behind the Valvoline. Yep. Right there by the little, little homeless village. Yep. Um, have you? What are you? What are you doing Wednesday night? Apparently going to Rusty. <laughs> yeah, we're having our we're having an event. We're calling it. It's called um, Rhythm and Smoke. So it's a cigar, our cigar sponsor, uh, Crowned Heads, and then uh, we're teaming up with Standard Proof Whiskey, and it's like a cigar and whiskey night, and just chill vibes from like seven to nine. Really? And we're just kicking it on the back on the back deck at Rusty Nail. That's also where we host McElwain Monday. If you ever want to play a writers round on a Monday and watch Matt McElwain host the writers round, really intoxicated. Um, it's a fun. It's we love we love the Rusty Nail. <laughs> so, dude, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize how fucking close we were. We're like yeah. five. We're like five minutes apart. Yeah. We're right there. Nikki T and our Razor Ride headquarters is right over there too. So, dude, fucking. Did you sick. hear? Did you see the guy get shot up there? Get shot where? At the Walmart. This guy got shot at the Walmart. Yeah. Well, I'm, I usually stay. I have a. I'm, I have a. It's like girl. a road rage incident. My buddy used to work there in Hermitage. Yeah, dude. It was like a couple months, like a month or so ago. Jeez, yeah, I've been <laughs> living. Yeah, I've been living there since September, but I'm not really there. I usually stay at my um, at my girlfriend's place in um, here in the. Uh, She's like right around the corner from here in the Gulch. Oh, cool, yeah. So I, I stay over there a lot, but like I mean, because I used to live in Antioch, and that was, that was um, gunshots or fireworks every night. You were like, <laughs> it's a Tuesday in April. I don't think anybody's shooting Hit off fireworks. fireworks. That's definitely yeah, a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a gun. But no, sh- when did this happen? What? Like this a month? was like a month or two ago, I think. Really? Maybe three, maybe three. But like, yeah, Jeez. my buddy used to work there, and and. He's like, hey, can you come get me? They, like, blocked my car off because some guy got shot from a road raid incident. I'm like, what the? Jeez. It was crazy. Yeah, I like uh, the McDonald's that's right over there. I used to be a frequent goer to that late night coming back stoned from uh, from the <laughs> bars because they're open. Don't fucking. I knew the guys. The guy was Doug that worked at McDonald's. And it, was this, it looked like Chris from Family Guy. A big <laughs> dude with blonde hair, just belly over kind of thing. Yeah. And he knew my order to get making the making the McGangbang, the McDouble with the McChicken you put it inside oh, of yeah. it, doing, doing the greasy shit. Um, so, yeah, dude, that's cool. The fucking Hermitage guy. We definitely got to we, we definitely need to. We're, we're going to because we do nights where we have we have folks over the house and we just smoke cigars, hang out. I mean, for those that do drink, I think I told do you. Do you golf? I so I have three sets of clubs in my um, <laughs> at my house. I played on the golf team in high school, but I was like an alternate, so my score counted the minimum of like I two wish or three we had times. Golf in high school, I Bro, wish. Well, well, dude, I got to play. I love golf. My family couldn't afford playing at these fancy country clubs in New York, but the taxpayer dollars in my school district could. You like so? I used to play like all these fancy courses in like Westchester, like where where Trump's from, and like all this shit. And we'd then we'd so like I I understand. I used to I golfed a lot with my grand with my grandpa, my great grandpa, and all that shit. So like. I, I know how to golf. It's been I golfed a lot during COVID, but now it's been like probably two years since I've been out there. But I'm down to down to Dude. go out and play the links. Um, I I actually um I had a buddy, my buddy uh, Davis. Um, 
Davis Danziger, he works in uh, works in management and stuff. Used to used to be out of Texas, uh, but he's here now. He hit me up about golfing yesterday, so we can definitely get a crew. Where do you I just golf? Went yesterday? Where, where at? Uh, I went to McCabe yesterday. Okay, McCabe's fun because you it's walk. It's fun, dude. It's it's nice. It's like dude, I and I'm, I like Shelby McCabe. I went to both of those. Yeah. I like. Have you done Twelve Stones yet? It's up in Goodlettsville, bro. I haven't done that okay. one. Okay, Twelve Stones I've, is fun. I have played there probably five times. Every time I've hit a house. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's always been the roof. Like it's Hick- been the... I like old Hickory a lot. Look, I'm sure you do. Love, everybody loves old Hickory. It's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice yeah, spot. we have a buddy. Um, we'll introduce you. Our friend uh, Will Shackelford. Of uh, okay. he's in a duo called Shackelford Lane, and um, he just got a job there as a groundskeeper. So he was like, Hell "Hey, yeah. buddy, I can bring friends out here. So now I might have a friend to bring out with me, dude." Yeah. And Will's Will's a great Will's of of him and his brother Reed. Um, they're fucking. They're like, um, Reed looks like, so like if Riley Green is like redneck Adonis, we joke around that he's like the Greek god of the south. Will's younger brother, Reed, is like redneck Hercules or like, <laughs> like he's got like long hair. He looks like he's 35, but he's 21. Like he's just a monster. Really? 5,000 acre cotton farm in South Alabama, down near where Sweet Boy's from, um, down outside of Montgomery. Um, but yeah, we can, we'll definitely set something up for sure. Bro. That'd be sick. So, do you, do you know what you need? You know what you need in this? I feel like it'd be so fun. You need a segment. Kind of like what oh. Ernest does. Like, you know how he does like, he's like, he's like the, the local set or whatever, like the local yeah. food segments, whatever. Yeah. It's like, where's your favorite place to go eat? Oh, dude. I mean, I, I mix those in. Like I can, we can, we, we have like, we've done like different, like, like segments and, and different, different shit like that. And yeah, so I want to get the consistent going. Cause like you, we used to be in the round, which I'm sure you remember when we were in the round, but mm-hmm. we moved to, I, I remembered it when I was starting out this damn podcast today. Um, we, um, we do out, we call it outside the round now. Cause we have on like, country artists like yourself and songwriters but we mix we're mixing in like we're starting to mix in like influencers comedians athletes things like outside of the box you know and then with the round we're doing like more full band shit and like jammy kind of stuff and like live podcasts and just mixing in different kind of concepts and shit but i do need to think of like some good like something that's like super unique to you and make it like super like like where like Somebody hears it and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was on that that podcast." Yeah, and then I can mix in like the New York stuff. Like, I can call something Fugazi. I can call yeah. something like the Gabagool. Like, or, the, or you could be like, like, like the "Hey, I'm walking here." Part. Hey, I'm like, walking you know, here. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> I've been doing the food reviews. We did a food review yeah. up in Cincinnati, um, or was, I was calling it this weekend with um, our buddy Sam, who runs our rowdy alternative segment. We called it Zincinnati because him and I were just zinning. That's genius. He's been zinning for five years, two two at a time, and I'm like, motherfucker, like. A lot of nicotine. I'm I'm at one right now. I just I love I don't have to spit. It's great. Um, but we I did a food review. We were tailgating, and the guys next to us had elk burgers. So oh, dude, elk. You're so he went out. He went out to been call home it. in a minute. Yeah, because so like, you guys eat elk and shit out there. Like that's all elk, 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 elk or deer. Yeah, yeah, like elk are the equivalent to deer out there. Um, but yeah, I did I did a whole food review that we that we put up, and it's a, it was it was five stars premium. It was good. It was solid. I want to go and start doing the the ones of places i don't like like i mm. want to go to fazoli's mm. fazoli's to me is a fucking travesty it's I, mean, a, I don't think i've had it okay you're, you're not missing out okay. um it's a <laughs> it is a fast food italian southern chain oh no dude it's that one that's like right up by the right by yeah yeah i don't go I, w- I was gonna go there the other day i'm like i mean you can go there and try it if you want. I, for me growing up because i grew up with home-cooked italian food yeah it's probably so, like, really i'm not good paying too. 5.99 for a chicken parm like i know <laughs> i know what a good chicken parm is supposed to cost like yeah. i'm not I'm not having a chicken problem with ketchup on it, you no. know, like not my not my thing. But um, you got a website or anything where people can go to find you? Or is it all socials? It's right, right now? now socials. I'm in the midst of 
making the website, but right now all my socials got the link tree, so it's like really good setup in nice. that sense. So how many how many followers you got at TikTok now? TikTok's one hundred and eighteen. No think, shit. 000? That's pretty I don't good. Know. Let me let me look. That's um, pretty good. Hell yeah! Shout Megan out to that. Shout out Megan. Oh, Meg Maroney, a former former guest of this podcast. Meg Maroney, proud member. Yeah, of I love her. Outside she, I, family. I want to get her right with her. Yeah, uh, one hundred eighteen. One hundred eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, yeah, I mean, my main socials are TikTok and Instagram, and um, they're all they're both same as Caleb Lathrop Music. C A L E B L A T H R O P Music. How do you spell music? M U S I C. There you go. Not <laughs> just not just the job. No, I do, yeah. Well, people, dude, you have no idea how many times, and I'm actually very surprised you didn't mispronounce my name because everyone mispronounced well, my yeah, last well, name. Well, I had I had to announce it on stage. I've kind yeah. of known it for a little while now. Everyone's like Lathrop or Lathrop or yeah. Lamb Chop or something. Lamb like, dude, Chop. Dude, one of my buddies is like Caleb Lamb Chop, and I'm like, no, dude, it's not. It's not get that. You, get you in one of those. That was a TV show back in the day, right? Or you're probably too young for that. Back I don't when, know was, that there, one. was there a TV show called Lamb Chop? It sounds like. No, I thought there was. We'll look it up after this, but y'all be sure to go follow our boy Caleb Lathrop, not Caleb Lamb Chop. Shout out to the friend that calls him that. Um, <laughs> shout out Lake. <laughs> shout out Lake, calling him Caleb Lamb Chop. Jesus Christ. But um, Caleb Lathrop, uh, be sure to follow him on all the socials and be on the lookout. What was the name of the song? Uh, I Seen a Cowboy Cry. I Seen a Cowboy Cry coming out August 4th. Y'all be sure to go and pre-save that shit and uh, be on the lookout for, for Caleb doing some stuff here in town and... Uh, you don't tour yet, do you? you I'm trying to get there. Trying to okay, get there. Okay, so he's trying getting to, there. Trying to hop on that bandwagon. He's right now. getting there. Hell yeah, bandwagons are fun to tour into. We can talk about that after this. But um, but y'all be sure to check out our boy Caleb Lathrop. Um, appreciate him coming on today. Um, new music coming out. He's got some great songs out right now, and happy to have him as a part of the Ray's Rowdy Family, baby. Um, once again, my name is Matt Burrell. Got to give a shout out to our friends from Big Friendly Productions, Whale Tail Media, Saxman Studios, and our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. If you want to know more about us and what we do here. Look up RaisedRowdy.com. For Sweet Boy Behind the Camera, our boy Caleb right here. My name is Matt Burrill, and this has been Outside the Round. For too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve Now you 